take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. During this series on the gifts of grace, we're exploring the higher mental faculties we all possess as gifts from the divine, freely given powers that enable us to interface with the infinite power that's breathing us and beating our heart for the purpose of grounding the light of the soul here on earth. And what that means is that you and I and every person alive on this planet right now have unlimited potential to bring forth a completely unique, never before seen and never again seen creative expression of our essence in the form of a life we absolutely love. That's how you know you're on track in life. If you're feeling more and more alive and joyful excited and enthusiastic about getting up in the morning because you absolutely love the life you're living. It's time for us to let go of any notion that life has to be hard, that it has to be drudgery or obligation or suffering, or that we should cut our desires down to size or make ourselves small or be careful of wanting too much in life. It's time now for us to divest ourselves of old notions that it's somehow selfish to want to get the very best out of life. The best way to be of service to others and to this world is to shine your light as bright as you can by saying yes to whatever it is that makes you come alive, to choose that and to, to go and do it. And we've been given some very special powers to serve us in the unfolding and expression of our highest potential. Why would we have been given these special powers if it weren't for the fulfillment of the glory of God here on earth? The infinite effortlessly creates the magnificent, the miraculous, this universe of magic and mystery that we inhabit that, that's literally radiant with the exquisite perfection of creation in every instant. Behold the intricate, delicate, and matchless sublimity of the most humble flower or the snowflake that's destined to melt away and, and you've barely touched upon the majesty of this creation and its creator. It is dreaming us right now and we're part of it. We are the divine success. Human beings are the only creatures on this planet at least who have the grace of embodying the infinite within the finite consciously. We're the only ones who can be aware of our divine nature and seek to express it or to go against it. Either way, we are unconditionally loved and honored by the source, which is our origin and our true nature. But the free will that we've been given means that we have the freedom or license to experience all the possibilities of creation as creators. Now that's an infinity of possibilities. And over the eons and the ages, did you know that there are 8.4 million possible incarnations for us potentially in a grand cycle of consciousness of involution and evolution? 
Well, don't get me started. Let's not get into that right now. What I want to talk to you about today are these higher mental faculties, these higher powers or gifts that we've been given by divine grace. Because one of the reasons we've been given these gifts is that they show us the way back to the source. They are the interface between us and the infinite intelligence. And we, when we know about them, when we know how to use them, they help us realign ourselves with the law of life and with the flow of creation. So if we've strayed so far out in the exercise of our free will that we've forgotten who we are, and we all have, these gifts are part of our original nature, and they help us to remember our original nature and come back to the remembrance of the truth of who we are, which is a spiritual being having a human experience temporarily, an unlimited, luminous, divine spirit who's here learning to play with the raw materials of creation, learning to manifest matter out of light. And we're all in this together. Fluency with the invisible laws of spirit, the laws of life, and the higher mental faculties that help us to access the infinite side of our nature makes life easier. Yes. As we learn to speak this language again, the secret language of spirit, which is actually our mother tongue, we realize that the only reason life was so hard before was that we didn't understand who we really are. We'd forgotten ourselves. When we remember this language again, it's like coming home. And it's such a relief to realize that we are always sustained, loved, and cared for, that every hair on our head is accounted for by the divine, that we are the children of the most high inheritors of the kingdom of heaven, and that it was right there within us all along. It's like Glinda the Good Witch says to Dorothy at the end of The Wizard of Oz, you had the power all along, my dear, the power to go home. It's time to come home now, everyone. It's time to remember who we are. It's time to abandon the struggle and enter the flow now. That's what we're learning how to do here in the grace space. So I want to invite you to just relax. Just open your space and be receptive to what you're going to discover, or should I say remember, today. Because the reason many of you are telling me that you love the grace space is because you resonate with truth when you hear it. We all have the capacity to recognize truth with a capital T because it's who we are. We don't recognize it with the intellect though. It's a feeling. Feeling is the recognition of the vibrational state you're in and the vibration of truth is unmistakable. So just relax and open up to the truth of who you really are. Because learning our native language doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be hard. It's just a matter of immersion and repetition. Immersion and repetition. Turn off your intellect and listen with your heart. And let's go back home together. The higher mental faculty we're going to remember today is called the will. Now, this is something other than what most people think of when they hear the word will. Most people are going to think willpower when they hear that word. But that is definitely not the sense of the word that I'm referring to today. The will as a higher mental faculty and spiritual power is something else altogether. So let's be clear about this right away. Willpower 
is actually the least of our powers. It belongs to the consciousness of struggle, where we're focused on the outside world of facts and conditions and attempt to impose our will on matter. It's about compulsion, control, and push energy. This is the least efficient way to operate because compulsion isn't sustainable in the long term. Everything you try to hold together or mold or control by compulsion will fly back into its natural state as soon as the willpower that you've been using to keep it in place is removed. As my mentor, Mary Morrissey says, using your willpower is like trying to keep a beach ball underwater. You can do it for a while, but as soon as you get tired or distracted, it'll come bouncing back up to the surface by the action of its own natural buoyancy. Why do you think so many New Year's resolutions are abandoned in February? Because we're trying to compel ourselves to do something rather than working with natural law. Natural law is just another way of saying spiritual law or universal law. The laws of the universe, when we get into harmony with them, make things easier. It is possible to take the easy way in life, though a part of you might rebel against that notion. And if it does, just notice it. So if we're not talking about willpower here, what are we actually talking about when we refer to the higher mental faculty of the will? Remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about imagination, your higher mental faculty of imagination? Well, when you create an image through your imagination of a life that you would really love living, your divine superpower of will is your ability to hold that image on the screen of your mind to the exclusion of all others so that it can be brought from the imaginal realm into the material realm. That image is real. It has its own reality in the realm of the mind first, because as we know, everything is a thought before it can become a thing, right? You created that image in your imagination and you already possess it at this stage in its form as a thought. Thoughts have form. We call those thought forms. Their form is just not a tangible one yet. In order for you to turn that thought form, which is energy, into something tangible you can experience as a living reality, which is matter, you're going to have to use your mental faculty of will to hold the image of that thought form on the screen of your mind consistently. Now, this becomes especially important when you want to create something new in your life, something you've never experienced before that's outside your comfort zone or beyond what you might have believed possible for you up until now. When you're building dreams, there's something called the gap, and it's the space in between you and your current vibration, which is the result of all your thoughts and beliefs, conscious and unconscious, and the version of you that lives in your dream life. Because just as the image in your mind of a life that you would love is real on the level of thought before it becomes a thing, there's another version of you existing inside that image, inside that life. That self already exists. It just exists at a higher frequency than where you are right now. This is how we materialize anything new by becoming a vibrational match for it. This is part of what I teach my clients as the art and science of transformation. The art is the vision, the image in your mind, and the science is vibration and how to become a vibrational match for the life you want to bring in. 
There's a whole process to this because aligning vibrationally with anything is about getting into harmony with the laws of creation. And when you learn how to do this consciously, then you really begin to move out of limitation and into a whole new level of perception and awareness. Your higher mental faculty of will is your ability to focus the beam of your attention consciously and consistently on what it is you say you would love, regardless of any appearances or circumstances or conditions to the contrary. This is the main difference between manifesting a cup of coffee and manifesting a new life. Now, to the universe, there's absolutely no difference between the two. The process of bringing something from idea or image to materiality is always the same, whether it's a cup of coffee or something considerably larger. The difference is actually in our own minds. I might consider it easy to manifest a cup of coffee and know exactly how to do it, and I might consider it much more difficult to manifest a beautiful house on a hill that costs more than I've ever spent on anything. But you see right there that I'm making the difference up in my own mind based on appearances, based on circumstances and my history, my past, and everything I've known up until now. And that's because there's a program in the subconscious mind somewhere that says that's hard, that that it can't possibly happen right now because of the difference between the cost of the house and my bank balance, for example. As Jack Boland, a great adept with these laws of creation, once said to my mentor, Mary, What does how much something costs have to do with what you want? I'm just going to repeat that again so you really hear it. What does how much something costs have anything to do with what you want? You see, that's how the universe thinks. That might sound crazy to you, but to me, it's one of the keys to how to align with the law. And this is where the will comes in. You have to believe it's possible for you to create and manifest anything that you would love to get into harmony with. First of all, if you don't believe it's possible, it isn't going to happen because the law of belief is the basic principle of the mind. But once you understand that if you can see it in your mind, it's already possible, you've got a leg up. Then you've got to stay focused on it by the power of your mental faculty of will. You have to give your attention to truth and stay focused on truth in spite of appearances to the contrary. So if I've got the image in my mind of my house up on the hill with a beautiful view and plenty of room for my friends and family, and I can feel myself there and experience the reality of it in my mind even before it happens. I know it's already within the realm of my potential. But if I allow circumstances to dissuade me or other people's opinions to discourage me or news reports on the state of the world and the economy to convince me that what I want depends on price tags and conditions in the reality, I'm not going to be able to stay focused on the truth. Because instead of staying focused on truth and what I want, I'm focusing on conditions and why I can't have something and I create accordingly. The will is our ability to concentrate our attention on the object of creation, no matter what, in a sustained way. That means that whenever an objection comes to my mind, I remember to return my focus to truth. And the truth is... I can do all things through the infinite creative power within me. 
That power created this universe and spins the planets. It effortlessly brings to pass whatever I hold in mind. That house is mine. It is for sale. I accept it mentally, and the infinite intelligence within my subconscious mind goes about bringing it to me. Its ways are past knowing. Most of us don't know what it is to truly focus. Our concentration is easily dispersed and scattered by the millions of things that are calling for our attention. So we have to decide what really matters to us, what matters enough that it deserves our focus and the concentration of the beam of our attention over and over again. Think of the light that's diffused by a lamp in your room. That light is exactly that, diffused. It illuminates the whole room because it's going out in every direction. Then there's the light of a flashlight that's directed in a beam. Depending on the power of the flashlight, it can put a fairly strong spotlight on something. Then there's the laser. The light of a laser can cut through steel. The only difference between these forms of light is the intensity of their focus. The light of awareness is the most powerful energy there is. The power of our attention, the direction of our thought stream via the will is a cosmic creative power far mightier than a laser beam. We all have this awesome power of thought, potentially, if we learn how to use it. The yogis understood the importance of concentration, or what they would call one-pointedness of mind. One-pointedness of mind means that all of your focus is on one point long enough that you actually become one with the object of concentration. These states have Sanskrit names associated with them, and, and they're considered recognizable states of meditation through which one passes on the way to samadhi, the transcendent state of oneness with all that is. But you don't have to be a yogi in a cave or a monk in a monastery to unite with God. This is reserved for all of us. And this is particularly being brought home to us now at this moment in time, at this moment in history, that it's time for all of us to get on board. You don't have to be a yogi to unite with God, to realize oneness. The time to do that is now. And it's not rocket science. Here's a practice to help you develop the beam of your concentration and strengthen your gift of will. And it's an ancient practice. In yoga, we call this tratakam. Tratakam is a technique that develops concentration by staring at a single point, object, or image. All of your thought is directed toward the object of attention, symbolizing the oneness of the universe. Tratakam practice has been used by humans since the dawn of time, with natural elements um, as the object of concentration, like the moon, the sun, the stars. You can do this with a, a black dot, a sticker on your on a white wall, <laughs> and it's most commonly done with a candle flame. Tratakam gives you access to the state of dharana. That's the Sanskrit word for one-pointedness of mind. So here's what you do. Light a candle in front of a neutral or white surface in the half light. Sit a couple of yards from the candle with the flame at the level of your third eye. That's the place in between your eyebrows and maybe a little bit up on your forehead. Start by focusing on the aura around the flame, and then gradually shift your focus to the black dot in the center of the flame. 
and then stare at that without blinking if you can. Start with one to three minutes and then just gradually you can build up to 11 minutes. That's all there is to it. Now your thoughts are immediately going to distract you and that's fine. Don't worry about it for a second. As soon as you notice that your attention has lapsed and that you're off thinking about something else, simply bring it back to the candle flame again. Do this as many times as necessary. This is how you train your concentration for longer and longer stretches of time. So like I said, you can start this with as little as three minutes. During the day, whenever you notice limiting thoughts coming in that contradict a goal or a vision you have imagined on the screen of your mind, do as you learned during the Tradakam meditation. Bring the stream of your attention back to the truth. I am an unlimited spiritual being having a human experience. I am here to learn how to transform energy into matter. I can do all things through the infinite power within my subconscious mind. Its ways are past knowing. I am the one who is bringing forth this dream for my highest good and the highest good of all. Blessings on your path. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.